And I'm Ash. Welcome to Crime Potatoes Podcast. Grab your snacks, get comfy, and let's get to it. Welcome back. We are back for another episode. <laughs> All right. What what's your snack today, Kins? I am snacking on cake. <laughs> Literally. I am having cake. So funny story. Uh Oliver came in last night and said to Mike and I, uh, so it's Score Bunny's birthday tomorrow. Can we make cake? Score Bunny? It's a Pokemon, a stuffed Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I know. I did that too. So, I mean, yeah. So, we, well, I shouldn't say we. Mike made a cake from scratch. And so, that's what I'm having. So, happy birthday, Squirt Bunny. What a good mom. (laughs) (laughs) Great mom. Oh, goodness. What about you? I am having cotton candy trail mix. It's pretty good. There's some weird stuff in it, but there's some good stuff. I'll read you what's in it. So there's... Okay, because it sounds good. Yeah, it, it's not bad. There's vanilla cream flavored cashews, shortbread chips, cashews, popping candy clusters, and yogurt flavored covered ras- cranberries. That's interesting. Yes, the cashews, really good. The yogurt covered cranberries, really good. But the shortbread chips are kind of weird. They're not bad, but they're weird. And then the popping candy clusters, it's literally like Pop Rocks, but with like icing on them. So that's not my favorite, but my little boy loves those. So I just hand him those and I eat the rest. (laughs) And you eat the rest. I mean, as you should, parent tax. That's what I call it. All right. Are you ready to jump into this week's case? I am ready. All right. I am doing the case. You might have actually seen this on our stories on Instagram. It's a missing person, a missing person's case, and it is Chance Engelbert. I hope I am not butchering his last name. Like the name sounds familiar. I mean, from sharing on our stories, of course. But even before that, the name sounded familiar. So yes, well, this is actually a pretty recent case. I guess we'll just get into it. It's July 2019. Chance and his wife, Bailey, along with their three-month-old son, traveled from their home in Moorcraft, Wyoming, to Jerring, Nebraska, to visit Bailey's grandparents for the weekend. And this was from Moorcraft, Wyoming, to Jerring, Nebraska, is about a a three-and-a-half-hour, maybe a little bit more, um, three-and-a-half-hour road trip. So not very long. Yeah, not not too far, but anyways. All right. On July 6th, Chance went to spend the day golfing with his in-laws. During their game of golf, which was supposed to be fun and relaxing, one of Bailey's family members upset him by making a comment about him losing his job. 
So let me explain a little bit of the background of the situation. Just a week before this trip, Chance was working as a welder at a coal mine. And unfortunately, the company ran into a time where they had to lay off 600 employees. Oh, geez. Um, with Chance being one of them. That's just sad. And that's hard anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would probably get upset too if someone commented on it. Exactly. Um, however, Chance had a family to take care of and provide for. So he immediately started his search for a new job and accepted a position with a local propane company where he would start just shortly after returning from this trip to Nebraska. So even though he lost his job, he already has one lined up without a week even going by. Yeah, so he's prepared. He's doing as he should and doing what he can. So yeah, again, I'd be pissed if somebody <laughs> made a comment about me losing a job. <sighs> anyway, yes. Yeah, I don't know actually what exactly was said. I just know there was a comment about it and he was upset. So so now back to the golf course. Chance was upset enough about the comments made that he called Bailey, which again is his wife. Um, he called Bailey and asked if she could come pick him up and take him home. She agrees. After picking him up and driving back to the grandparents' home, around 7.30 p.m., the two of them end up in an argument as well. Chance gets out of the car and walks off. Bailey just let him. She figured he needed to cool off. And apparently this was a normal thing for him to do, to go for a little walk when he was feeling upset. Which I feel is like a good reaction. I mean, sometimes you just need to cool down, get in the right headspace. Yeah. Then at 7.45, Chance decides to call his friend Matt Miller and asks him to pick him up. Now, Matt is back in Jaring. So remember, this is almost four hours away. So this isn't like a quick take a few minutes out of his day favor. This is asking him to leave whatever he's doing to spend a full day, essentially, to come and pick him up. So Matt later tells News Nation it was four hours away. It was just no way. We were in the middle of a 4th of July party at my house, so there was just no way I could make it. But he asked Chance to wait a little bit. He said, give us 5-10 minutes. I'll call you back. I'm going to see if I can find you a ride, and if I can't, then we'll shut down the whole thing and come get you. At 7.46, Chance ended up back on the phone with his wife, Bailey, which unknowingly would be the last time the couple would speak. During this call, he told Bailey that he was walking south which we later learn he was talking to some other friends around the same time, and he tells them that he was walking north in a ditch towards Torrington. So Torrington is about 30-ish miles north of Jering. Okay. Around 9 p.m., a thunderstorm rolls in. Having no word from Chance for a while now, Bailey's family drives around looking for him. They believed maybe his phone died or he had turned it off since he wasn't picking up. However, at 9.08, there is a strange text from Chance's phone sent to his aunt. The text was a random series of numbers and emojis. According to Chance's mother, Chance doesn't ever use emojis, and she found the message very strange. Strange enough that she believes Chance is not the one who sent it. Or maybe it was like a trying to get, you know, attention or something. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I don't know what happened. I don't, uh, missing person. So, uh, okay. <sighs> My mind's starting to race. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I they they actually um, I'm not gonna read it off to you because like I'm sure you don't want to hear me say all the emojis and what they are, <laughs> but they do have like a picture of this text, um, so we can post it on our feed when this episode is released. Okay, yes, let's do that. So for our listeners, go check our Instagram feed at Crime Potatoes, and we will have all the pictures um, with this case up on there. His cell phone pings one last time before it either dies or it is turned off. It pings from a cell tower near Riverview Golf Course, sometime between 9 and 10 p.m. This tower shows his phone pinging roughly around 2 or 3 miles south or southeast of the tower. It is now the morning hours of July 7th with still no sign or word from Chance. He is reported missing and the searches begin. Ground searches and surveillance footage. So there is cameras, which is always nice. I mean, we are in 2019, right? Yes. Okay. So. Yes. So there are cameras. <laughs> okay. Please tell me that they him on camera. One second. Before we get to the cameras, <laughs> um, I want to say that a witness comes forward and tells the investigators that she saw Chance walking past the Domino's Pizza on 10th Street in Jaring at about 749 the previous night. She also says he was walking north towards Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. This would be the last physical sighting of Chance. Now to the cameras. Okay, I'm ready. At 7.51 p.m. on July 6th, Chance is seen on surveillance video walking by a business in Jaring, Nebraska. He was caught on camera again, and which would be for the last time at 10 p.m. He was walking past two businesses located in Jaring at an apartment complex in Terrytown. The last bit of footage was near the intersection of Terry Boulevard and Stable Club Road in Terrytown, Nebraska. Okay. So they caught him on camera and they saw like the direction he was going, but still aren't sure, you know, his end yeah. goal of where he's going, I guess. Um, but they know kind of the direction he was last seen in. Aside from just seeing the direction he's going, did they see like anything, like any cars that maybe come in question? Nothing? Nothing suspicious, just him walking. <laughs> like, just... I mean, thank goodness for cameras. Like, anyone walking down the street. But, of course... Yes. Okay, keep yes, going. I know. Yeah, so maybe it was happy about the cameras, but maybe not that happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, over 147 people participate to help search the surrounding area where Chance was last seen. 2,400 acres were searched, and 18 different agencies were involved including cadaver dogs and helicopters. After a hot, long day searching, nothing came up, but they didn't stop, even draining the central Jaring Canal to search more thoroughly. The next day, July 8th, they started to search the North Platte River and all the nearby railroads. This search continues through July 9th. And then on July 10th, four days after Chance goes missing, Chance's family, along with his wife Bailey, decide to hold a press conference and they plead for any information on his disappearance. Mm. So surely the family is going through a whirlwind of emotions, wondering where their husband, son, brother, and friend is. But still, flames get added to the fire. On July 11th, multiple sightings of Chance were reported in Casper, Wyoming. Reports say that he was hitchhiking along I-25 in Casper. Law enforcement officers immediately went out to search the ground, but were unable to locate any hitchhikers 
or evidence that any had even been there. Okay, pause for a second. Yeah. Remind me how old he is. Chance is 25 years old. 25. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, my mind's just working. Like, I'm trying to... I like to try... My brain just likes to try to make up answers for why. If he really was sighted, like... Yeah. Maybe he had a mental break. Who knows? Anyways. Bleh. All right. Okay. <laughs> so that was all on July 11th, and now it's July 12th. Police released an image of Chance and stated what he was last wearing, which was a Wrangler shirt, Wrangler jeans... Roper boots, and a black and white trucker hat. After the police released this information, there was another reported sighting of Chance at a Walmart in Casper. Officers were dispatched, and after reviewing over six hours of footage, they were unable to confirm that the sighting was credible. Slowly, the case has been cooling down with no evidence surfacing. There is no sign of foul play, however... The police are not rolling it out. Um, And I don't want to get too far off the rails because, you know, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But there is a lot of speculation, of course. In particular, a lot of people are thinking or assuming, accusing, whatever you want to call it, that Bailey and or her family are involved in the disappearance of Chance, especially after she lawyered up. However, investigator Brian Eads from the Jaring Police Department states, Bailey hired an attorney to protect herself, but never invoked her Fifth Amendment rights or refused to answer questions. Okay, I, I was going to say that I actually think that's smart because... <sighs> I'm trying to word this right because, yes, getting a lawyer can make you immediately look guilty, but you said she's still, like, talking to the police, but she is just making sure that she is covered so that they essentially, if anything does come up, yeah, yeah, and it isn't her, she yeah. yes. is already, you know, has a For lawyer sure. to help her out. And like, I, like both of us said, like, she was very, um, what's the word? She was very open with the police. Like, she went through hours of questioning with them and interviews, countless interviews. And she, Mm -hmm. what is the word I'm thinking of? Well, which makes sense because um, the spouse and those closest to them are going to be considered a suspect first. Or at least maybe not a suspect, but they are going to be questioned and talked to first. Always. Yes. I mean. All right. So that is pretty much all I have on Chance. But there's a little bit more I want to add. A little bit about Chance. But there may be something crazier going on. It could be speculation. It may or may not be connected. I don't know, but just a rumor. Yeah, well, or... it's not. It can't be a rumor. You'll see. One second. <laughs> All right. So Amanda Walden, a private investigator who is working on the Engelberts case, has put together a list of over twenty-five men who have gone missing in Nebraska around the same time, from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. Okay. Most of them went missing in the Omaha area. However, there were a few of them that went missing in the same region and time frames as chance. Okay. 
So sh- this private investigator is thinking there may be a connection. Yes. Like it's not like a 100%, but it is like kind of a strange thing that all these men go missing around the same time. And she also mentions. Um, and what ages are the men? Are they? Um, oh, I looked into a couple of them and a couple of them are like younger. Like I would say like 20s to mid 30s, maybe 40s. Okay. But I actually, I didn't want to get too far off this case because I feel like kind of like our episode last week, like this could turn into like a five part case because I started going down like (laughs) her investigations and a few other cases that she thinks may be related. Again, not 100%, but could be related. They also went missing in like kind of weird circumstances like just it didn't just seem super right yeah just out of the blue type yes so okay well I would say like honestly any case you really can go through rabbit holes especially because everyone oh yeah has their own opinion or oh yeah especially like with missing persons cases like because everybody has like their different ending I guess air quote ending (laughs) like they all like you know yeah he was murdered he was taken he was you know it could so many different scenarios well I mean like I said earlier my first thought was like when I asked you how old he was was because in certain at certain ages schizophrenia or anything around that kind of mental disability can show up in men so that's why I was asking but like I immediately jumped to that which I shouldn't have but yeah it is a thought well always a thought (laughs) um his mom like going back to chance his mom said that he was just like hardworking, good kid like wanted to provide for his family um and actually I'll just go into this next part I wanted to tell you kind of like Chance's little backstory okay Chance was born on December 2nd 1993 near Edgemont South Dakota Chance grew up on his family's ranch in Burdock with his parents and two brothers Chance competed in rodeo competitions in high school, which helped him earn a bull riding scholarship to Laramie County Community College in Cheyenne, Wyoming. There he became a champion rider and earned a degree in welding and diesel mechanics. Chance then married Bailey in October 2018 and welcomed their baby boy named Banks in May 2019. Chance was 25 when he went missing and would be turning 30 this December. So... There is a reward of $220,000 on any information that will lead to the finding of Chance Engelbert, which is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. They have, um, they've always had like the $20,000 up um, as a reward, but then last December, the extra 200000 was put up by his grandma um, because she wanted, that's what she wanted. She wanted to oh, wow. do something and to bring her chance home. Oh, that's, that hurts my heart. <laughs> I know. The reward that was put up will only be in effect until December 3rd of this year. 2023 so it was put up last year um december 3rd 2022 and was in full effect for one year so it is coming to a close Uh, but i know that's like a month away yes i mean i mean not that 
the reward has anything to do with it, but there's still a chance. Like, no, but yeah, no, I know. Um, there's still like a chance, like to bring him home with or without the rewards. So, yeah. So chance is five, nine medium build weighing 195 pounds with brown hair. Anyone with information on his disappearance is asked to contact Jaring Police Department at 308-436-5088. Or you can contact the anonymous tip line at 724-466-4673. And that is the case of Chance Engelbert. I hate missing cases. I know when you if you ever like look up chance at all the first picture that comes up anywhere you search is him holding his brand new baby and it just like hurts my heart because his baby hurts. boy would be four years old now he five so years old he almost has five no years old so father is like he does not like when I say that I mean he just doesn't like know him he doesn't know his father he really doesn't know him yeah he doesn't know him on like a personal level because he was only three months old when he went missing. Like, what happened? Again, I know I said this, but I freaking hate missing person cases. Because it's just, there's no closure whatsoever. Yeah, it is hard. I do, <sighs> like, I hate them. But I like being able to share them just to, like, kind of bring some light oh, on them. yeah. No, definitely. I think they're so important to share. But it, it sucks because you want, like, a happy ending. Oh. Like. Even, I mean, murder cases aren't happy endings or disappearances, but if, like, bodies are found, at least, it can bring some sort of closure, but... Closure and maybe some understanding to what yeah. happened. I just, I just pray that he's okay, but it's been this long that it's, like, probably not. Yes, four years in July, so... But there's always a small flicker of hope. Yeah. Man. So, anyways... I have so many thoughts like <laughs> yeah I could have dived like I said I could have added a lot more to this episode I feel like but there was just so much that was speculation and I didn't want to add anything that was not like full truth you know what I mean I didn't yeah. want to tell a story that didn't happen I mean it may or may not have happened but again it's speculation so you don't really you can't rely on that so again it was a little bit of a shorter episode but that's okay like you want your focus to be on on chance and the truth and like you said speculation is just that speculation and they need to kind of weed through <laughs> that so-called speculation yes and so uh so question um because like it's close to like state lines i'm guessing um did the fbi get involved or have they gotten involved do you know i actually i don't know i never saw anything about that um i do know like multiple agencies got involved i i do know that in the search for chance at least um there were multiple agencies involved um it said there was 18 agencies involved so um i'm assuming that's from like where he went missing to where his home is and yeah, everywhere so there's a between. good chance with like you said multiple agencies that they did have maybe some fbi agents um helping or at least uh advising on the case so i actually just looked it up and there is a petition 
saying that the FBI is needed for Chance Engelbert's disappearance. So I'm assuming the FBI did not get involved, but there is a petition to push FBI to get involved. Well, okay. Then FBI, let's get involved. There are resources that the FBI has that smaller departments don't. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) I will link to, um, like in the show notes, I'll link the article about Amanda Walden, who was the private investigator. She goes into like a little bit more than I did. And she shares some of the names of the men. Um, One of them I actually got looking into a little bit, but I just knew like... That if I got into it too far, then I'd be like, you'd start that I'd start speculating more on this case. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I can't look into it until after I share this case. So I don't add anything that's more speculation than fact. <laughs> so I get that so much, like without getting into it, because the case I'm currently working on for our next episode, I've had to like rein myself in. Yeah, it's easy to get lost. It is. It really is. Like, uh, and especially with a missing persons case, oh my gosh, so many things could have happened. Like, so many different things. Like, what if he saw something that he shouldn't have? Or maybe it was a hit and run type thing and they decided to hide his body because they were scared of getting in trouble. Like, uh, so many things. Yeah. Yes. So... There we have it. Well, thanks for sharing, Ash. And you did a really no good problem. job at sharing Chance's story. And um, to our listeners, help us get his name out there. Um, yes. Really. Let's find him. Let's bring him home, even if we just bring his body home. If you go to our Instagram at Crime Potatoes, um, you can go see our story highlights. And there is one um, titled Missing People, or maybe it's just Missing. I'm not 100% sure. But there is a post of Chance on there that you can go reshare or check it out if you want to. But yeah, there is the story of Chance Engelbert. Man. <laughs> yep. I hate missing persons. Ugh. Ugh. Well, good job. Like, seriously, I feel like it's such an important thing to share. The amount of people that go missing is insane to me. And I mean, again, we could go into, like, do a whole episode on just talking about missing persons in general and the conspiracies and whatever. And obviously we're not going to do that because that's not what we're here for. But it just, I just, I hate it. Yeah. It just breaks my heart for the families of these these missing people. Good job. Good job. I know I keep saying that, but you did good. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) And thank you, Potatoes, for tuning in and listening to another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you, Potatoes. Uh, and I guess we'll we'll see you next week for a new episode. Stay safe, Potatoes. Bye.